0: Welcome back, guys. um It's me, Iris and Callie, and we've got the part two of the episode with Ian. Welcome wow, back. Part two. Knowing us, it'll probably into part three as well. That was
1: a joke, guys. We won't do that. <laughs> uh,
2: should we just pick uh, pick up from where we started? Um, we were talking about in terms of what music we've been listening to over the summer holidays. Anything that you guys just, just to like uh, remind you of what we have recommended. We've definitely recommended the new Tyler Creator album called Me if you Get Lost. And is there any others that you would like to talk? About
0: you go first, and we'll think of a good yeah, one to yeah. talk about all later. All right, cause... all
2: right, fine. <laughs> um, I decided to go with uh, something a little bit more local, I guess. So, I've uh, been listening to a lot of the Lil Sim stuff. So, um,
1: I love Lil Sim, yeah.
2: So, um, I so really uh, fell in love with her last album. Yeah, it was really good. It's genuinely one of the best upcoming artists that I'm I have very high expectations for, and she maintains it with her new single something like I love you I hate you um, introverts and also uh, women uh, featuring uh, Cleo Soul. both of them are fantastic singles and I'm looking forward to a new album which drops at I think the start of September so uh, check your calendars mark it down because it's (laughs) it's going to be a really good album I
1: um, I, I, have
2: expectations for it
1: Ian you sound so much like Anthony Fantano right now why? (laughs) because like the way you're like speaking really professionally about the music and stuff
2: well
0: I am passionate about it yeah it's there's... quite funny though no it's, it's not it's not
1: a bad thing you know Woman by Little Sims that's actually really that's a banger I mm-hmm. love that song and Grey Area 101FM I've, I know that she's like like loads of people know her now but I think Pink Panther is really cool her song's really good like you know the um you know the one we were playing on the piano the other day Iris oh um wait ah what is it called Time Machine no it's the other one where it was like when we were doing like the DMV like <laughs> you know where it's like one day I just wanna eat oh yeah like that. you that, that one like I really like her music and she's literally like 19 or something and wait know.
0: is that by who is that by again she's called Pink Panther that is a good song yeah I mean I only <laughs> you know that but you know
1: that, that one. <laughs> like literally I recommend all of her songs she's really good she's got just singles at the moment but they're really
2: good cool. uh, could, could you give us a breakdown <laughs> of like what genre it is
1: so she samples like d you know like stuff you hear at a club
2: <laughs> yeah drum and bass garage
1: yeah like that's and then she'll just sing over it and it's really cool. And she's done a song with Gold Link. Like she's got really famous, like really quickly.
2: I see. Yeah. yeah
0: pretty cool. Pretty cool um, Pretty cool indeed. <laughs> anything else? Iris. <laughs> uh I'm just looking through my playlist right now. <laughs> um,
2: I think we all are. We're just uh,
0: yeah, I'm literally looking, looking at my Spotify right about. now. Uchis oh, is pretty good, actually. I,
2: I, I know, I know love who her. to talk about. Um,
0: love,
2: love, love her. So about two years ago, um, I found out Remy Wolf uh from the guitarist <gasps> uh solo I, can't like. uh, I really enjoyed his stuff, um, especially the songs like "Welcome to Chile." So I found uh, Remy Wolf through him, and uh, uh, her stuff has been really consistent. Her album, I think, that it's um, really good. How should I say? It's really good uh, indie pop, and um, it, 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 it's someone that if you still haven't, you should keep an eye on because she's gaining a lot of traction. She's been making a couple of concerts. Actually, she is making the um, Pitchfork Festival uh, in London. And, and yeah, you should have a look at her because she's really good.
1: Yeah, she's good. And she did that song with uh, Dominic Fife as well now, so I think she's getting more popular. Yeah, yeah. Um, But Callie Uches is also really good.
2: Callie Uches yeah i don't think i don't think she needs any introduction i think <laughs> true
1: uh,
2: she she has um I, I know a lot of people kind of know her for uh after the storm with tyler uh, a lot of her new stuff there's uh there's more to it she shows that she you know doesn't need uh, a feature to just like make it to the top with a um, sort of i guess more latin sort of approach to electronic pop yeah it's really interesting yeah like
1: her I, whole new album is
0: like all in spanish Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty cool um actually since we've all been talking about pop and stuff i thought i'd just bring in a classical one have you guys heard of *Un i probably said that very wrong but it's by Wait, list how do you spell and, it u uh, n space s o s p i r o it's a really good <gasps> piano song just you know okay i'll listen to it <laughs> i don't know
2: it anything about the song itself describe what it is what type of genre what it's like
0: all i can say it's very hard to play on the piano that's all I'm Okay brilliant <laughs> yeah
1: that is a genre to be fair that's a genre in itself mm-hmm.
2: right I've got more but uh, I feel like I'm going to ramble could I yeah feel free okay. go okay. ahead this one, okay. this one is definitely not for everyone this is definitely not for everyone are you, you going to say like death rip or something no 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 no, no, no. It, it's nowhere near that but um, okay. this genre has been I think this new post-punk era of experimental rock has been really interesting for the past well, well since last year with Um, something like For the First Time by uh, Black Country New Road something like Squid all taking influences from I think uh, Slint's Spiderland and with Black Midi's new album Cavalcade uh, which I've started you know going off of so Cavalcade is this experimental art progressive rock with a bit of jazz in it and it's different in terms of their debut Schlagenheim but it's a very different take in terms of experimental rock and uh, songs like John L um slow something like dethroned uh a lot of it do have some uh, jazz elements in it and um those are probably like the highlights of the album but um there isn't really like a weak song in it I really think that it is a really good album and I know it's not for everyone but um give it a lesson uh if it's not for you I completely understand because it is very obscure but yeah uh black Midi cavalcade um is very good
0: you have a very wide music genre range
2: um I, I try and listen to it as much stuff as possible that's
0: quite cool i think yeah i
2: think you can say the same thing as well Callum.
0: yeah like, i think you can i don't know like i don't know i try
1: to listen to a lot of different music but then a lot of the times like i'll be looking for new music and stuff and then i'll just like turn it off immediately and then go back to what i was listening
0: to <laughs> well. but you know like an incredible amount like variety of songs it's because i have no life <laughs> that's not true <laughs> It is true. No, literally, but, like, we we're talking about any song and you'll just know it. I swear you know every single one. I didn't I didn't know the ones Ian just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ian just needs to know a little bit more.
2: Although, like, a lot of this music that um, me and Callie listen to do clash a little bit, like, there's some stuff that I haven't heard of, for example, uh, Pink Pampers. and She's so um, good. <laughs> it, you know, I'm, we're just kind of building off of what we've listened to and what we're recommending everyone. So, again, um, all the albums that you know are you know certified um put classics by us free. Um we've <laughs> heard of it and we've recommended it to you so we promise you it's not something that we just listen to once and then think it's the greatest thing ever. We've really put a lot of thought into it and yeah, a lot of the stuff that we've recommended are really good and I hope you guys could, you know, give it a listen. Please listen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: please. i need more
2: people to talk to
1: <laughs> we do. Um so are we gonna move on to so, sustainability uh, yeah sustainability Woo! big topic coming up <laughs> yeah this is like because we talk about it so much at well i don't know about you guys because i know you guys do ess and stuff but like i feel like all of my lessons i always talk about climate change like all the time
2: i'm really glad that we haven't really uh done much uh climate change or global warming in biology i've kind of only done it in ess so it yeah. doesn't feel as saturated as you might personally experience Callie. but you know it's a serious problem it's something that we currently need to deal with and if we don't don't, you know we might not be able to go back and um one thing that i'm doing for my internal assessment in ess currently is looking at uh, plastic pollution because yeah. especially with covid now you're seeing an increase in the amount of takeaways you're getting the amount of uh, online shopping people are doing and mm-hmm. all these packages people just kind of like chuck it in the bin and forget about it but these go into landfills and they're just stacking up and up and we're having um, less and less spaces to fill up these places with just pure garbage
1: and sometimes it's like insane like if you actually think about like i have like three bins outside my house and they're both they're all like as heavy as a person and that happens every week there's like three people in weight of rubbish from every house on my street and from my street alone like how much waste is that like a whole year and that's like one street in one town like it's actually insane
0: yeah i think companies just use like excessive amounts of plastic like you'll have let's say okay we we all eat crisps right you get one massive pack of crisps which is made of plastic and then inside each little package is also made of plastic like there is just so much plastic like yeah glass is like not really a choice because that's like less sustainable in a way like yeah you know how like loads of people think um, we should turn to glass packaging but actually that's less sustainable yeah
1: I feel like it's more it's really fragile to like equal as well yeah like it takes
0: a lot more energy to melt down like it's the the material itself is recyclable but companies don't recycle it because it takes too much energy too so it just ends up in landfill as well.
2: It's just the convenience of single-use plastics. That's the problem. Yeah. Because, um, okay, think about, really. going into, yeah, think about going into a supermarket. Let's say I'm going to cook dinner for myself. So I'm going to buy two chicken pies. What is that in? It's a, a plastic crate. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's sort of a uh, plastic bowl along with plastic wrapping on top to seal it. Um, I'm, I'm buying milk. So my carton's already plastic as well. There's just so many single-use plastics that we're currently using. And, you know, it's just for the convenience of it. Do you really expect people to bring their own bag every time they go to a supermarket? And a lot of things are, you know, already pre-packaged for you to purchase. It's, it's very cheaper hard. as well. It's not only cheaper, but, um, it, well, it's cheaper so then shops aren't uh, willing, more willing to do it than um other alternative options.
1: I also, like, really want to look into, like, outside my house, I don't know about, like, URs, or, like, I don't know how it is in, like, Hong Kong, how that works, but, um, like, outside my house, I've got, like, a, like, recycling general waste and then like garden waste and then but like i want to actually know how much of the stuff i put in recycling actually get recycled because i think like i genuinely think probably about like one percent or something do like this and like also if people don't recycle it properly like if people leave like a bit of food in one of their containers that's going to impact the whole whether the whole mass of plastic gets recycled so
2: i've done my research on this because of um me having to do it for my internal assessment so what i researched was that um first of all the problem with recycling was that not enough people are doing it and what like a third of all your uh general rubbish uh, are recyclable it's just that we don't do it so that's first uh, initially what were the biggest problems second yeah. of all is that even uh, not all of it is recycled a lot of them are thrown away because um whether it is uh, it contained rotten food like uh, you said um whether it's just not recyclable at all for exa- uh, for example styrofoam styrofoam is a sort of plastic that you can't really cycle. Mm. Um, And and the last problem is, it's just much cheaper for companies to buy single-use plastics currently than recycled plastic so there's no tension in um, purchasing recycled plastic because it's just going to cost more from the company so more companies are just going to use single-use plastics yeah
0: i think the root of the problem lies with like these big companies that just don't put the effort in like purchasing these recyclable materials
1: yeah and i think it's like a massive circle because if they don't even if they do make it like a better material that is like recycled it's going to be more expensive and then because of that they're going to get less profit from it so Mm -hmm. it's like a whole thing that needs to be worked out because there are so many like alternative materials that could be used and would be so much better than the planet but it's about it's about the money at the end of the day and what people are willing to pay for to like just get convenient goods well
2: they are business Um, these companies are businesses and you know their main goal is to try to um, you know increase their profit margin and without any from the government and without any regulations in terms of um how much plastic you're using um and how much you're recycling and um reusing mm-hmm. there, there's no intention or purpose for companies to buy recycled plastic because not only does it cost them more it's just gonna cost them more labor because um most of the time these recycling centers are volunteers um, most of them are volunteering um or they get paid a very minuscule amount of money to do it, it yeah. it's just not worth it for companies
1: yeah i think like the thing is i feel like like, i would i would not mind like personally having spending like a little more time in my day just to like separate like having separate bins for like paper yeah. and plastic and yeah all of that but we don't have that like we only have recycle and general waste and mm-hmm. to be honest i have a lot more general waste than i do recyclable because that's just like what I, what I get in the shop like that's what my family died. Like.
2: throughout my research i found the alternative to be inciner is it incineration where they yeah. burn the uh, rubbish yeah. out yeah. Do you see the? Uh, do you see that as a valid option? Because yes it, it it removes the uh rubbish out but you're but by burning these rubbish you're producing
0: you're, more carbon uh,
2: you're not only producing more carbon you're producing more toxic gas yeah so is it a valid option in terms of uh, a way of reducing rubbish because i know uh, a few com- uh, i knew a few countries do it but yeah. if all of us do it is it worth it
0: i mean yeah if you want to eliminate the recycling issue like not being able to recycle like yes that is good for that but then you're creating a whole new other problem yes it might be like solving the recycling side of like sustainability but as a whole you're not becoming more sustainable because you're releasing more toxic gases and carbon dioxide while burning these fuels so you're still creating new problems
1: yeah and like the root of the problem is the plastic still being made i don't know if this is true but i like research like about this thing called hemp which is like plant um yeah. and it's like really cheap to like make it like it's truly really cheap to grow it it's faster growing than cotton and everything and like it's like a good plant like it take carbon dioxide from the air quicker so i think like it would be a good alternative and also the, they make hemp paper from it as well which is like yeah i've heard that
0: yeah and they also yeah. make like you can probably use it for like health benefits um i know that it comes into skincare sometimes
1: yeah it's like stronger than normal paper it doesn't yellow and also it's like um really good for the environment but that's I'll, quite so, cool
2: do you see this uh, as an impactful alternative to reducing emissions yes it might absorb more carbon dioxide or photosynthesis but if everyone's going to do it is it going to reduce the carbon dioxide levels as much where you know we'll be able to go back to where it used to be where the levels weren't harmful in that sort of sense
1: it's not even just about just having them in like a, a center reduced carbon dioxide But it's about having hemp using hemp for products instead of like plastic products because you can use it as an alternative for plastic as well because hemp can replace it oh
2: okay I, oh, I see what you mean because i was thinking yeah. That uh, it was just the plant itself. so uh, no, no, no!
1: Like you can use it as well. So okay,
2: really- I, I I think this is a good alternative. I'm gonna play the devil's advocate here, and I'm just gonna give you a few questions about <laughs> using this. I material.
1: literally, I literally have like a website up right now because I only heard about it the other day. It's fine, it's fine. It's fine. It, if you
2: if you don't understand, now, I completely understand. It's not. Uh,
1: no sure. Uh,
2: well, uh, the first thing that uh, I definitely think of is the cost of getting these materials because if it's going to be <laughs> (laughs) more expensive and it's going to cost the company more to buy these products than just buying single-use plastic. Is there a um, what's going to make the companies want to buy this material instead of um, you know a plastic itself or even styrofoam?
1: Um, Well I don't I I mean I've just like saw this online so obviously I don't know how true it is but it says that the hemp plant is like faster growing than cotton it requires all the pesticides and fertilizers before its harvest so it like technically would be more efficient than cotton which is really widely used as well
0: mm-hmm. but i think also for companies it can be an incentive because nowadays like everyone knows what well, majority of people know that climate change is a big deal and that we need to solve it so like companies that brand themselves as being more sustainable nowadays it can be seen as like a marketing strategy because some people are more likely to like buy your product if they know that it's helping the environment as well yeah
1: and also like cotton is so bad for the environment like they grow it in a lot of like um really hot climates in like desert environments like Central Asia around Like, down, they grew loads of it and it took ages to grow and it literally drained a whole lake because of like how like bad it was for the environment there. We did the case study <laughs> of it in geography and like it was like the fourth largest inland sea, and it's literally two thirds of the whole lake is gone because of the cotton farming they did there.
2: Um I'm going to go for a little bit more of an anthropocentric sort of view to this. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, shout out to all my ESS people that know that term. <laughs> but uh do you think we can pie regulations in terms of how much plastic the companies are using or you know how much they're using compared to reusable materials and what they're contributing or impacting um this current situation
1: i definitely think so because i think it's also so, so a lot of like companies already do do recyclable plastic obviously but then i think it's also the government's role in like how we are actually dealing with like waste because like as you said earlier with where it goes after we put it in the bin and like how it called the recyclable plastic like it's all Recycled or thin but like how much actually gets recycled is a different matter and i feel like it can be really vague about where the waste actually does go
0: yeah they're not really quite transparent about it Mm uh
1: but i think
2: we've educated this generation well including us this generation of people that are more aware of the current situation and i i I really believe that our generation could do something
1: about this yeah i think we need to put like pressure on the government to do something about it they need to
0: enforce some kind of legislation that ensures that they're being sustainable and like actually recycling stuff
1: yeah i mean because we've got like we've got green policies and we've got people that are like supposedly managing the environment but still the problem is getting worse so i think we need to put pressure and like we need to come up with ideas like uh, do it in a way that like because there is a lot of obviously sustainable options but they're still expensive so we need to do it we need to like find ways and show the government that we can do it in a way that doesn't harmfully affect economies at the same time like, costa rica is actually carbon neutral but i guess they are like a small country but they've been able to do that and i don't think england's that big of a country but it's just about like our economy at the same time so that's
2: also a big part of it just to list some examples since you guys are in the eco committee i just wanted to see what are you guys doing in terms of contributing to the reduction of climate change or uh, global warming itself uh is there anything that you're doing to help contribute to it
0: so sustainability week is coming up when we come back to school in september and we've been planning a whole week of like how we can raise awareness for this and like activities we can do to that you can be more sustainable introducing like maybe vegan desserts into the dining hall because we know that some people are really like against the idea of not having meat for what, like one meal and that the parents might complain so we have to like obviously see alternative ways where we can introduce more like plant-based meals but also recently i'm not sure if you guys have noticed but there's a one two three system in our dining room and i'm actually doing this for my ia so um, literally we waste so much food each week as a school it's actually insane like i've seen the data and it's just dis- disgusting how much we waste. But um there has been actually a bit of a change because after after we've introduced the system, which is basically when um whenever you get given food, you like say a number and that is um in record to how much food you want to get. So one being a small portion, two being a medium, three being a big portion. And after like the week that they introduced this system into the dining room, the waste actually went down by quite a bit. So
2: I see. Since so yeah. we were talking about the one two three system and also about uh doing a, a sort of vegan day, in terms of having lunch at the dining hall. I'm fully down to do the vegan week or the one 2 free plan. It's just, I've been in this school for quite a while, and to be honest, um, I've gotten not only inconsistent results in terms of the food provided by the dining hall, but also at the standards that they have have been decreasing and it's been going downhill, especially with the budget cut this year. I feel like there was a lot less passion and a lot less care taken from the chefs in there. And I have someone like uh, Marcus Allure, uh from our house who uh, did work uh, in the dining hall as work experience. And it just seems like two different stories. And I'm really down to do this, but I don't have enough trust on the dining hall to do it where they will be able to provide uh, well, uh, delicious food to us uh, through the dining hall, let alone with a vegan week.
0: Well, I mean, I think this year, like, I think they have actually introduced more variety in their vegetarian foods that they're providing because i remember last year it used to be like vegetarian was always corn whereas this year they have like more variety um but we might not be able to do a whole vegan week yes ian you might be like wanting to try vegan meals but some people just really are not for that like apart from borders but like it's like one meal out of three that you're not eating meat and like is it really going to make that big of a deal to your diet if you don't eat it because i don't think it does um but some people aren't just willing to try that out
2: then i want to ask what's going to help people want to try this idea because i think it's a really good idea um i completely understand how raising cattle and poultry and pork Mm -hmm. they all require a lot of resources compared to something like crop farming so um what's going to encourage people to try this instead of other people seeing this as uh, the dining hall forcing them to be vegan
0: i mean the fact that like there is this kind of stigma around vegan and like maybe not less so with vegetarian but with veganism like there's a stigma that it's like disgusting food and you only eat like leaves or something like that, but it's, it's just <laughs> not true. There is such a variety of foods and I think if we had like on like on the Monday maybe if we had tasters for like really nice vegetarian and vegan alternatives, it might open people's eyes to think that oh actually you can have a really nice meal without harming animals.
1: Yeah and I think people a lot of people would like veganism especially they like don't understand why you'd have to be vegan because yeah obviously they don't perceive it as hurting a chicken to get an egg for it or something like that. But that's not the root of the problem. So I think it would be a good idea to do like a presentation on it or something to encourage people to yeah. try it out. You don't
0: have to inflict harm on these animals and you have alternatives. It's not like you have no other option, especially being in quite a privileged position. I think we have two meat um options at lunch and then one vegetarian. You could do like one meat and two vegetarian, you know.
2: There's sometimes even more because um sometimes they'll do like pizza nights on Tuesdays or they'll mm-hmm. do burger nights on Thursdays or Fridays. Oh, and, yeah. Well, your, your pizza's going to have cheese in it. Your, yeah. your options are probably Probably like pepperoni or meat feast there isn't really much choices for vegans and i think it needs change yeah
1: mm-hmm. and then like i see like the vegan people gonna go get their lunch and like they have to wait like in a separate queue, and it takes ages and i think it's also the issue that like veganism is a relatively new thing and like there isn't but like what you're saying there with like they bring it in and then they heat it up like it's probably more difficult to do that and it's also especially because we've got like maybe five people i mean i don't know how many people are vegan but it's not a lot so yeah it's
0: still a really really small more percentage so yeah but i mean fair enough but i think they could still advocate for more they don't even put a vegan option out you have to like tell the school you want a vegan meal to get a vegan meal
2: so uh let's say that uh we are going to have a vegan day what are some dishes that you would really like people to try uh you'll expect to have great results in terms of um having good feedback on the food um you know it doesn't taste horrible
0: i mean we haven't really prepared because we don't know whether the school is going to allow that so like we have spaghetti bolognese at least once a week in the school school lunch time, right? You could just switch The meat to an alternative that's vegan So
2: this is from personal experience But I'm going to admit it, I've been fooled By corn so much, like the um, like Substitute made from bean That replaces meat, Yeah. like I've been Fooled by it quite often, and I think it's a, a good substitute For people who, you know, still want The taste of meat, but can still Stick to this vegan uh, option And I, I genuinely think it's a good alternative I think it replaces... of just having minced
1: beef. I just think, like, it's good, especially when you're starting out to have, like, a meat alternative. Like, I really like corn. That's how I, that's what I use for most of my bolognese. Then also, you can just have vegetable bolognese, and that's quite nice as well. Yeah,
0: no, I think like, for people that want to still have the taste of meat, um, corn is a really good option. Impossible meat is also a good one. Like, it tastes exactly like meat. That's only for people that want to, like, obviously, taste meat. Some people don't, which is fair enough. Um, but, like, tofu is a great option as well. Completely vegan
1: Yeah, really... I think for dessert as well. This is just what Lily has told me, but um, she said to me that like you can make loads of stuff with Oreos for dessert because Oreos oh, yeah. are like vegan. Yeah,
0: yeah, and you can get vegan alternatives. Like some people might say, oh, I can't live without cheese, or well, there's vegan alternatives of cheese. Which... To be fair, I
1: can admit some vegan cheese tastes horrible.
0: But like if you get,
1: well, that's rice, the same with really,
0: that's really the
2: same good. with normal cheese. Not not every cheese is for everyone.
1: True. I mean, I'm um, well. Then I say that, but then I love like cheese strings, and that is literally plastic If you
0: being really extreme, if you really care about the environment, like, you could eat cheese. It is possible. I
2: think one thing that's tiring people from, you know, uh, being excited for a vegan day in the dining hall is they are currently placing lentils in pretty much everything. Lentils are so
1: good for you, though. I
2: understand the (laughs) benefits of having lentils, but they're putting it in your lasagna, they're putting it in your bolognese, they're putting everything they possibly can, and I have two problems with this. First of all, I understand that lentils are very beneficial for you because it's the dining hall they never cook it right it's always very undercooked so then it just tastes awful it's usually so if you cook it properly it's supposed to have like this mushy texture similar to peas
1: the sustainability week as well um with the like making vegan options and how like the um chefs might not be down for that um i think i think definitely i don't mean i don't know how the covid restrictions are going to be but i feel like a lot of like vegan people and like i would be happy to help in the kitchen as well make sure that like it was nice yeah i think we could also
0: also just start with like vegan dessert. Like, you can still have a meat based one if, like, meal if you want, but for the dessert, you could at least try and make it vegan. Because we had, yeah, we had like a bake sale which was like vegan brownies and flapjacks, and oh my god, they were delicious! Yeah,
1: they were really nice.
0: And I don't see why they couldn't. And like, the catering um service did make half of them, so I don't see why we could not do that. Um, so.
2: I, uh, I was wondering uh, if you're making vegan cakes or pastry, what substitutes do you use for egg or even milk? because i'm not a professional baker or whatever but um i see those things as essential um you've already said um there's vegan milk are there any substitutes for eggs i think you can
1: just use know. oil yeah you I'm can use oil, oil instead of
0: butter and then for eggs i know some people use flax seeds instead of eggs oh my god they do have fake eggs as well they look really weird though
2: <laughs> sorry but uh i just want to continue my rant about the dining hall's lentils um
0: carry on <laughs>
2: I, I, look i understand this benefit i've said that like a thousand times but it's not a substitute for me um um, maybe it's just me growing in a culture like pretty much majority of our foods contain meat whether that's dim sum or I know what you mean. essential and um, you know at least for me it's not a substitute it, it doesn't taste like meat. Standard understand dining hall is probably not listening to our podcast but please <laughs> stop putting lentils into everything.
0: Like meat alternatives the only one I can really think of that meat eaters would enjoy is corn and like impossible meat but you know. Oh,
1: yeah I think like McDonald's are starting to like um in Sweden apparently they're starting to like biologically, like scientifically, like I don't know. Like you know, when they get, uh, they get like a cell or something. Oh, yeah, stem yeah. cells. They use the stem cells and then they will like create fake meat. They'll grow it. Is that what they do? One and stuff. I don't think they do that one. Yeah.
2: I've seen an article about it, but um, yeah. Well, if you're a fast food chain, you're uh, you're sure <laughs> to be known for um your high calorie uh, meals uh, with tons of uh, meat. So having that option for others who might not um you know choose to not have meat is a good option. It's a good. Yeah. Option i
0: know yeah i know mcdonald's do a really good veggie wrap i need to try that i haven't
1: been to mcdonald's in like a year
0: now literally so oh wait no um this is a solely british thing but um british people love greg's sausage rolls yeah. and um that is obviously sausage <laughs> given fuss. the name has a lot of uh yeah i think it is like a culture here to have at least you if you've been to england you would have had at least a greg sausage roll um but no they've got literally identical sausage rolls in vegan which taste exactly like a normal one but they're vegan i don't know how they do it but props to you guys
1: <laughs> yeah no everyone actually rants about how they're vegan since we were all talking
2: about um uh, fast food i just want to get your take on this because back in hong kong we kind of have a lot of cuisine not only in just restaurants but fast foods as well and we've got uh, japanese chinese even some like western dishes that you can uh, get in fast food chains i just wanted to ask do you really enjoy the fast food here in britain because um i i've definitely tried, uh, some, uh, uh, in Hong Kong I've tried some in Britain and to me it doesn't stand as um, noticeable uh, or as delicious as um, something that I'll find in, uh, back in Hong Kong so I just want to get your take on you know what restaurants or fast food chains you uh, enjoy
1: I mean I can't really compare it to like you know because I've never been
2: what are some good fast food chains okay
1: like if Whopper, I, if if Burger I King food. can't say no Burger King <laughs> yeah like the Whopper they're so good but I haven't had one in ages okay I've been, I've been good but I feel like they are really like, I don't know I've been getting like chicken nuggets as well I guess. Uh-huh. but they're so based around meat like I don't think of anything
0: else when I think of them all I think about is meat I,
2: I, I think that's one of the things with fast food chains is just yeah. how much meat they use mm-hmm. yeah, exactly, what about
0: you guys? Um, I think as someone who has lived in England and also obviously has Asian parents I've kind of like seen both sides and I'm not gonna lie, you cannot beat Asian food, like there's just so much different variety yeah. and the fast food chains in like China and Hong Kong is insanely bad um, but I think also, if, like, Cali, you've never been to China, you've never really experienced that, like, you probably yeah. don't mind the fast food chain tiers. Like, they're not bad for, like, people who've never had it because that's all you've got, right? But if you go... <laughs> that's all you
1: have got. <laughs> I mean,
0: it is, like. Yeah, no. But if I if I went to, like,
1: a McDonald's in Hong Kong, it would just blow my mind. I'm just
0: <laughs> yeah, and, like, in Korea, because they have their own versions. Oh, it's so good. I can't eat any of them now being veggie, but, you know, still, it's really good. <laughs>
1: I'd, lo- I'd like
0: to try it, to be fair. Like, just go carnival for a week. Oh dear! Okay. <laughs> well, um, we did just spend forty minutes talking about <laughs> sustainability, but okay. That
1: was, that was that was just a concept. That
2: wasn't. <laughs> just... I had macchi yesterday. And oh my god! It's stuff. I ordered like a Big Mac, mayo, chicken. Okay, I feel like the price tag for what I ate is it, not justified. Where I paid uh, six pounds to have a mediocre fast food meal, and I think that's because I am extremely spoiled in terms of my taste for food. But yeah, um, yeah. I think I've we're really gonna get cancelled
0: by that one statement. Um I've never actually had a Big Mac. Um, but I think people in England really like that, don't they? Yeah, they're really cool. I think maybe <laughs> Ian because you already come from Hong Ian Kong, doesn't like. think yeah, so. Yeah. I,
1: I, Ian thinks he's mediocre. Uh, but I I think the I think I don't know if you've had one from Burger King, but I think they're really nicer at Burger King. I prefer them at Burger King, but they're probably like the same. Um I can't think of anything else to say about fast food restaurants. Basically neither. they're bad.
0: I just, yeah, <laughs> I literally can't remember the last time I had a proper fast food meal. Um I think I just don't need them. I think I'll f- I want to
1: like limit myself to
0: them like once a year. Mm-hmm. Wow, once a year. Yeah,
1: because i no, am had one this year. I don't
0: think I've had one in the last two years, like a proper one. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> like
2: do no. Count, do you count takeaways as fast food? Oh
1: no, because then I have had takeaways.
0: But I don't even have takeaways. This is the thing. I oh literally, wow, really? Okay. Yeah, I don't have takeaways. I don't go out to eat. I literally just eat what I make at home. Well, okay. if, we're
1: talking, if we're talking takeaways, I have had takeaways because I've been
0: to Domino's. But really oh, I've fun. had Domino's at school once but like I, does that even count properly you
1: know? Domino's vegetarian pizza
0: is really good I'm just gonna say that literally Margarita's is vegetarian what are you on about <laughs> true
1: but the like the one with
0: vegetables I really like that oh yeah 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 but like Ian do you get takeaways often then or like Uh,
2: no I don't because I'm starting to live by myself I'm having to learn how to cook myself oh, yeah. uh, and usually if I just eat at a dining hall I don't really care what I eat um, I just kind of pick what I like I don't really care about like my sort of diet uh, does it mm. have enough vegetables does it have enough food. Fruit. but um now that i'm living by myself choosing to eat more vegetables than when i'm at the dining hall i think that's because of the way we cook it because it's very different style yeah, of vegetables it um, is very different maybe i've just uh like grown up to eating it so um it's much more appetizing for me and also just eating out is just really expensive especially in england so i mostly just cook for myself nowadays
1: so. yeah i, I mean
0: yeah callie you've you've tried my cooked meal would you rate it pretty good <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was
1: really good actually like i like
0: coming to your house like obviously this is like so i don't have asian food a lot ian i don't know if you
2: know this but like so i heard egg fried and... <gasps> is this the
0: egg and tomato thing yeah that, that is, is a, like fussing ch- it's a chinese classic so we have foods like that which yeah most people probably wouldn't think to like combine it together into that kind of meal like, so good i like that? that it's good isn't it you know what i mean like oh you guys all need to come around and try it <laughs> what i think people need to like good. come over to like asia and just try out and then <laughs> And learn how to cook like, no shade to England it just lacks
1: like flavour like think of stereotypical like English meals it's like fish and chips the flavour the, the ultimate flavour there is salt and pepper like what?
0: Mm, maybe a bit of vinegar but like yeah with their vegetables especially like you don't put much seasoning on it apart from a bit of salt and pepper and yeah, no wonder no one wants to eat broccoli if you just boil it so it's like soggy <laughs> and just yeah. put a bit of salt on it like it's not advertising <laughs> our food is actually embarrassing now I think
2: but you go guys- I should be proud of your Sunday roast. I really enjoy like a
1: good yeah, Sunday, Sunday roast. roast
0: is good. That oh, is thanks, good thanks guys! I <laughs> invented it myself. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was just thinking like in China when you go out for a takeaway, you still get like Chinese takeaway. But like here, you never go out for like an English takeaway. If you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: uh, that's because our takeaway is shit. <laughs> <Like,
0: laughs> yeah, like you have Italian, Indian, Chinese. You don't have English takeaway. Well, we've well, we got fish and chips.
2: I mean, That's like, like not nice. British like, takeaway has variety because of how many um, immigrants uh, who have moved yeah. here and like started their own business
1: I think it's also with like English takeaways and stuff and, like we've got like Italian like takeaway Indian takeaway but it's always like a muted version of what it would actually be in oh the, yeah so, it's got a know. western
0: British twist to it yeah like a lot of the time it's not the actual thing yeah exactly yeah. Or, like, it's just like a westernized version. version
2: I think British falafel really pisses me off
0: we're <laughs> <laughs> really bashing it here I mean the roast is good right we'll, we'll leave it at a good note okay we'll leave it at <laughs> yeah. a good note <laughs> the roast um, is good. We
2: recommend to you go get, uh, go get a Sunday roast. Well, uh, uh, I'm very happy to uh, uh, join you guys on a podcast uh, blast. We're uh, happy to have
0: you here. Yeah. Thanks, Ian. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you like Ian on as, as a guest. And um, if you want to, you guys comments, spam our comments with happy yeah, Ian Chan. <laughs> yeah, just tell us on our Instagram. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.
2: Bye-bye. Bye bye.